Welcome to Living on Purpose. I'm Mark Pumphrey, along with my co-host, Dr. Christy Stewart, coming to you from the Circle City, Indianapolis, Indiana. And Christy, we wanted to talk today, because we've talked about it in other shows, habits, you know, things that we can change, things that we can look at, 66 days to change a habit. And really what we're going to kind of talk about today is the pattern behind that, right? Yeah, we kind of came up with this idea, you know, on our New Year's show, we talked about New Year's resolutions, and they just don't work. That right. Well, they don't work because you're drastically trying to change something that, you know, maybe you really want to change it, maybe you don't, or whatever. <laughs> and then, again, in the Habit Show, we talked a lot about that. Because everything comes down to those patterns that we have in our life that most of the time we don't even acknowledge consciously that we have them. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's really interesting because when we've done some research about this, is how many things are just a pattern. I mean, it is amazing. I mean, folks, if you're out there, do some research on this because it is fascinating how your whole life can be developed through patterns. Our relationship show, especially with uh, Ron Bernard, we talked about the fact that we continue to do things over and over again because they work for us until they don't work for us anymore. Exactly. And that's exactly what we're talking about, that most of the time, these patterns, they work until they don't. And then what do you do? And, you know, there's a lot of things in, you know, in our life that we're going through right now that kind of got this uh, show <laughs> to come about. And to look at our own patterns. It's all over the board. It could be work patterns. It could be relationship patterns. I think those are uh, some of the, <laughs> the big ones, right? But everything we do revolves in what's worked for us in the past and what is going, we think, is going to work for us in the future. And then when it doesn't, or in the present, and then when it doesn't, then what do we do? And then we kind of implode sometimes, right? Oh, or we get angry, or we go into these emotions that have nothing to do, really, with this little piece of straw that is meaningless, but that one last strand <laughs> broke everything <laughs> That's open. That's right, the proverbial you know? straw. Exactly, because of the patterns that we have in our life. You've actually researched this show more than I have. So right, you probably right. dominate a little bit more than I have. The point we want to get across to everybody is if something is not working in your life or if something is absolutely fabulous in your life, either way, what are those patterns of choices that have gotten you to the point that you are right now? And I think that's what we want to talk about. Self-reflection. Self-reflection, yes, absolutely. And I think that most people, at least when we were talking about this, and I felt kind of the same way, that Sometimes if this seems hokish, like it's all hokum that you, there's patterns that you do and it, 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 men or women pick the same type of mate over and over again. And that, is that true? Is that not true? And folks, it is absolutely true it is with research all the research. Based, yes. <laughs> exactly. But I'm, let's take a look at what is a life pattern. Okay. Okay. By definition, it's a recurrent way of acting by an individual or a group towards a given object or in a given situation. Basically, it's a normal way of thinking or acting. I'm going to go as far as to say most of the time, I think these, especially the ones that don't work for us, are unconscious. I don't think Mm -hmm. that we're consciously aware of some of the patterns of some of the things that we continually do. And then those patterns become habits. And you're going to talk about that from some of the research that you came up with. And those habits, and we did a whole show on on those habits, they become our reality are current, are present because of the choices that we make based on these patterns that most of the time we don't even realize we're doing. Right. You know, it's interesting. We're going to, we're going to give some research, but 
there's a, a theory called the chaos theory. Okay. And a lot of people, when um, you teach this, you teach methodology, a research methodology, people think of the chaos theory as something, oh, I don't want to do, I don't want to, I don't want to do with the chaos theory, right? <laughs> but basically, it is explaining a perspective that apparent randomness actually is not random, that chaos actually has an order to it. When we get out of control, we get it out of control in our life, right? We think it's chaotic. And that's what we're talking about today, that pretty much everything falls into the 80-20, right? We talk about that all the time, right? No matter what you're talking about, whether it's your choices, whether it's at work, it doesn't matter. There's 80% are going to fall within the bell curve, 10% or, you know, if we want to talk about work, 10% of people are going to do what they're supposed to do no matter what. 10% of people are not going to do anything that they're supposed to do no matter what. And that 80% in the middle are pretty much going to, at one level or another, go go about their business. Right. Everything falls into the 80-20. Rarely are you ever going to find anything that falls out of the bell curve. And that's true with chaos as well. Chaos, even though it appears to be unrandom, that's not actually true. There's patterns in everything in our universe. It doesn't matter whether it's our DNA. Uh, the, the string theory is a physics theory that's you know new out there now that says that it is it is a progression. It is a pattern of repeated things over and over and over and over and over again. Now we see that in science, but we don't want to think about that in our own life. And I get that because I don't like to look at bad parts of my life and say. Boy, I just created this same scenario that I have created. You know, I'm 52 years old, and I still make the same bad choices that I made at 20. We don't want to do that. No, no. Right? It's true. We don't want to accept that our choices are why we're unhappy. Oh, gosh. Our choices are always the reasons why we're unhappy, because no one else is going to make you happy. They can bring happiness to the table, but your choice is to make it or not. Mm -hmm. And we did a whole show on happiness and unhappiness. You can go back and listen to those, because we're not going to get stuck on that. But I think that's the point of the patterns, is that they are not random. And you can figure out your patterns if you just... Well, first of all, I think you can ask your friends and they can tell you a lot of it right up front. Things that you don't see, they clearly see. Other people are going to do your laundry list a lot better than you can. Right. (laughs) The effect of the pattern is what we're going to try to talk about too, is that, you know, but we spend very little time trying to clarify and see the choices that we make that create the patterns that we have in our life. Absolutely. Then create the habits, then create our choices that creates our present uh, leads us into a future that maybe we don't want or that we do want. Again, these patterns aren't necessarily all bad. We want to focus on the bad ones because they're the ones that make us unhappy. But there's a lot of patterns that we do in our life that make us very happy or that take us to a place of being very comfortable. Yes. Again, and that's kind of like what we're going to talk about a little bit later on in the show is being comfortable in your patterns. We did a show with a woman who was under over 100 and we've done some research and we presented that research of it's kind of interesting if you're if you like this to go back and YouTube quotes from people that are over 100. None of them say, oh, I had a happy life or they remember all the happy times. Happiness isn't a spectrum of which they judge their life quality. Being comfortable was more of a status of in conflict or comfort versus oh, okay. happy or unhappy. So when you're talking to somebody who's over 100 years old, you're not going to find them saying, oh, yeah, I strive to be happy or those were happy times. That comfort brought me happiness and that came and went. People brought choices that I could make into my life to make me happy, Mm -hmm. but they don't classify it as happy or not. 
So that's kind of interesting. That is interesting. An interesting perspective. Because that's all we kind of talk about now is I want to be happy. I want to be happy. In reality, that's more of a spectrum than it is a... Right, exactly. And it's based on our choices. And those choices are based on patterns. <laughs> so, you know, I think one of the uh, great example is um, the Bill Murray movie Groundhog Day. Oh, yeah. Right? Love because, the movie. Yeah, he kept living the same day over and over again, right? And changing a little bit in that day to see if the end result would change. Well, we can't do that. So we can't get some illuminated day that we get to see what pattern, if we tweak one thing in that day, is going to change. Mm-hmm. Well, I think that you're absolutely right, because when you're sitting over there and looking at Groundhog's Day, and he relives the same day over and over again, most people do is they relive the same event over oh. and over again throughout their life. Exactly. And that's a, I don't know how many times, how many times have you heard it, how many times I've probably said it, you know, why does this keep happening to me? What is the lesson that you're not learning from that? From right, all we the say other... that, exactly. but then we don't really go back and really learn the lesson, right? We get over the moment. Mm-hmm. We don't learn the lesson necessarily from it. We move on. We find happiness in another spot. So then the same bill, the same problem comes back in a different person, mm-hmm. a different bill, a different space, and we keep reliving that same thing. And, and I, yeah, endless. I mean, I, I've said it this week. Why does this keep happening to me? It keeps happening to me because of the choices that I keep making. Sure, and, absolutely. But that's painful if we're talking about a bad one, right? And it's great if we're talking about one that makes <laughs> us happy. Well, and I guess that's one of the things that we never really think about because we only think about those, what, not even a pattern, because again, most people don't realize that this is a pattern or they think it's kind of hokish or hokum. Mm-hmm. But that's when you say... Why does this keep happening to me? Usually we're saying it in a bad or negative m- manner, but that's exactly what we're talking about. Right then and there, that's when you need to start reflecting, looking at the patterns, because I promise you there is one. It is true that other people's choices can affect how we show up, can affect how our life goes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But in the end, those it's our choices that dictate how we show up. It's our choices of how we go about our life and our choices about how we go about our patterns. And financially, this is kind of easier. And I say that because maybe that's easier for me. And Because I, I think, you know, we see people, you know, they've made $100,000 a year for years and years and years and years, and they never have any money. Right? Sure. And we see people who have lived on minimum wage that appear to have plenty how can that be? Right? You know, how can that be? Because some people do struggle with topics more than others. Some people have great relationships and don't struggle with their relationships. And, you know, they've been married for 30, 40, 60 years and everything's to be happy. And then some people can't ever get it right. Some people make a lot of money and never have any money. And some people don't have much and have a lot. So where you struggle is really, really subjective. And it's really personal and we, and we don't all struggle in the same ways, and we sure. don't all struggle in the same topics. But that's what we're talking about, is those particular things that you want to change in your life, if you want to change them in your life. And then that's where you can start looking at the patterns. Most people feel like we're talking about a relationship. Well, people are different. Right. Some we, people don't have problems with relationships like no, other no. people do. But some people don't. I mean, some people have happy marriages that they've had for a long sure. time. Some but people it, don't. 
that's one of the questions that I got was, but people are different. If I meet somebody, why do they end up being the same man or woman that I've always dated before, but they're a different person? Because their personality traits are the same. That's what you're identifying. That's the pattern you're looking for. Then that's Probably because that's what you're attracted to. Exactly. Even though it's like the most unhealthy thing to be attracted to. Exactly. And we need a therapist to figure that out. Well, yeah. And we don't actually have one. But those are the patterns that we're talking about. When you're talking... financially is the same way. Exactly. Why, Why am I always broke? Why wow. is it that I have $5 in my pocket and I got to figure out how to spend five twenty-five of it? I, exactly. 100%, it's a pattern. And whether that started in childhood, or those are the things that you need to actually be conscious of, right? And most of them were not. In some of the outliers of our life, right? Like at work with a toxic boss, you can see patterns in other people easily that so-and-so goes to work they work for somebody who's toxic, then they come home and they take it out on their family every night. Mm-hmm. So then they have bad relationships with their family, but that's a direct result of what's going on with them eight hours a day and the patterns that they've created at work. And then it's become a habit that they come home and then they're unhappy and then they have an unhappy life at home. We, we know people like that, mm-hmm. right? But I can't quit my job. I can't do anything different or whatever. That story goes on and on and on. And so you're in a job for 30 years because you need a four-year degree that you could have had 26 years ago. (laughs) And that is an easy example for me because I went through a process that I hated my job and I put in all the time in the years to get a job to get out. I can easily see in other people that have done that and haven't done that. And that's a judgment on my part that is, is not healthy and is not good for me and not good for them for me to put some kind of judgment on them. But there are all kinds of things like that, that we go through in our life that we take one piece of our life and we roll it over into something else and then that affects other people. And then we look at that as the problem, right? I mean, we go to marriage counseling because our our marriage is not good and a lot of it comes back to because we're unhappy in our job. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, there's all kinds of flips on that too that it's layers after layers after layers. I mean, you know, if you're you know, 15 or you're 25, you've got a lot less layers on that onion than we do at 50. You're not 50, but I'm over 50. (laughs) But, you you know, you get so many layers. Well, now i got to look forward to that, don't I? My onion. (laughs) You get so, yeah, you get so many layers there that it it just becomes really hard to see. I agree. And I think everybody is in this boat. If we all did it perfect, we wouldn't be here anymore. If you believe that this plane of existence is about being a teacher or being a student, you know, you're always going to have something to learn. It's about learning and it's about trying to be better and it's about trying to get better. And again, clearly in other people, you know, they've been married three, four, five times. Oh, my second husband was so much different than my first. Yeah, yeah no, not really. <laughs> no, look different. Uh, maybe a different job or whatever. But now in the end, uh, that was kind I'm of sure the same you, person. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure your personality traits or whatever those char- characteristic traits, mm-hmm. pretty much on point about the same as each person that you've been with. I think that that's the other thing. Even when we're talking about friends or families and they have financial problems, you know, it's always bad luck. You Have you ever oh, noticed that? Yeah. I always find that interesting is, you know, oh, man. Just the bad luck. Oh, this always happens to me. I don't understand why we can't get ahead. Or why they. Why, yeah. Why they or why he or why she, because it's about the other person. And I'm as guilty of that as anybody else, right? You know, you did this and so now I'm unhappy. But I think that that's one of the things that we're kind of talking about here is that does come down to a choice. 
it's very hard to recognize it, like we said earlier, but it is still a choice. Your financial problems may be a lack of skills, so then that way you can get a better job. That could be true. It could also be that you spend too much money. That could be true. It could be a combination of both, which is often true. It still comes down to those choices that you made because of the patterns that you have. Those are the things that we're kind of talking about. We want people to recognize. And I guarantee you, everybody is out there shaking their head saying, yes, I get that. (laughs) So what do we do with that? First of all, you have to Mm self-reflect because it always comes back to us. I take responsibility for my own, right? And we're talking about choices, which then comes into the decision-making process. Did the whole show on that, too. I'm big into the decision-making process. Sure. And according to a 2010 study by Memes, spotting existing or emerging patterns is the most critical skill in decision-making and that we're mostly unaware that we do it all the time. Again, we're unaware of those mm-hmm. unconscious things that dictate our choices. And our decisions are based on that. And if we are not aware of what's dictating our decisions, because a lot of times we don't go back and say how, you know, with step eight of how's that working for me, then we create all kinds of problems. But it's interesting. There was a ton of research on pattern recognition that is directly related to IQ and where we're intelligent. Oh, okay. I thought this was really interesting. Again, we kind of touched on this a minute ago about different areas that you and I kind of struggle. We did a show on what smart people do. Mm -hmm. And We talked a lot about the eight different intelligences, right? That there's, Gardner has things that people are intelligent in eight different areas. And for example, if you're a numbers person, which you are a numbers person. I am a numbers person. You are likely going to see patterns in numbers. So maybe financially or any any kind of repetitive um, patterns in quantifiable things. You are going to see them relatively easy. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're kind of a spatial person, right, you're maybe very artistic, you're probably going to see how things fit together and you're going to find patterns in different shapes or sizes or maybe objects okay. that, that a numbers person may be completely oblivious to, right? If you're a people person, you're going to see patterns in people a lot easier mm-hmm. than, you know, you're going to have a, a high emotional intelligence and you're going to be very in tune to other people and you're going to see patterns in yourself when it comes to people. You're probably those people out there that have had long-lasting marriages that, um, you know, maybe numbers people or spatial people haven't had because <laughs> they're not quite so good in those areas. But it directly related to where we get our intelligence Again, we're not going to get too deep in that. We did a whole show on that. There are eight main categories of where we can be intelligent. I thought that was absolutely interesting because I'd never really thought about that, that identifying patterns directly goes to where we are smart because everybody's smart in their own way. Understanding that and identifying where is your strength in your skill set of being smart. And unfortunately, if it's not book smart we tend to poo-poo that, that that's not as good as something else. If you are very artistic and you can draw or sing or play or whatever, we definitely don't put as much value on that as somebody who has a PhD in physics. Mm -hmm. And that is simply not true. Our society bases things a little bit different in value, and that's, that's unfortunate. You've got to first know where your strengths are. I agree. I agree 100%. I think that that's some of the things that you need to explore. 
finding where your skill set is, developing those skill sets, and then those will help you in the long run, no matter what they are. But so many people have given up on their strength because their parents didn't approve of it or they thought that I'm not doing this because this is what everybody expected of me, so I'm not going to go along with it or whatever the reason is of why you've given up on your dream People feel like they're worthless and they don't have value as somebody else because one society might tell them that. And so if you're having a shared experience with somebody who thinks that you're, they're better than you, you know, you probably should think about exiting that experience because that's not good for you. And we go through so many of those times, especially kids in school, that it's not their skill set and then they don't finish high school mm-hmm. or they don't go to college because they don't think they're smart enough because they haven't developed or they haven't been encouraged in the areas that they are smart because everybody has God-given strengths. Everybody has something that God put them on this planet to do, to be a productive person, to be a difference on this planet. I, that's my belief. I truly believe that. We need to focus on where are you smart. And then you can see your patterns. Speaking of children, okay, so this is one of the questions that kind of come up that I've seen over and over again. We've said many shows, this all kind of starts in childhood. So watching our parents go through rough times or their relationship went through rough times or maybe they were having money problems and you see this as a child through your parents' eyes and we know that it's wrong, but then why do we tend to repeat that as we get older because it's a learned behavior because it's comfortable and it's what can, we know right and you can flip that and people who um well your family right you, you got your mom is amazing your dad was a great guy he was a good man mm. you know you have a decent relationship with your siblings you're very close to your brother those are things that have you take with you oh sure yeah. you know i mean you've been married once right? You have a, a stability and a strength that comes from your family because of good things, right? as opposed to people who haven't had so many good things. You took patterns with you into your adulthood coming out of, not that every family is perfect because they're not, you, you know, you had a very stable, very loving home. Some people don't and you create patterns, when and it comes to that. And that's exactly what we're talking about because I know that I have met people and I have talked to people and I have actually, friends of mine have said this, that they saw this, that their parents were going through this, mm-hmm. and yet they know that they didn't want to do this. However, they tend to do this and they have no idea why. And it, it does. It really comes back to that's what you were taught, that your brain automatically makes those connections that this was comfortable. It may not be right, but it's comfortable. It's what you know. Yeah, it's interesting. I was teaching a class at the prison, and I was teaching the eight step, the decision-making process. Mm-hmm. And we went through the eight steps, and I literally had a woman in my class, grown adult woman, started crying. And I asked her, what's, what's going on here? And she said, I get that process, that eight-step process. I, I understand it, but I've never done that. And I I don't know anybody in my life that has ever done that. No one in her life had ever weighed other options. They had never looked at other alternatives. They had never went back and looked at how did that decision I made actually work for me. This registered with her so emotionally that that's why she was where she was. Because it was a learned behavior, because her 
her mom had been in prison. I think her dad was actually in prison at the same time she was. And that was just the family cycle. Now, that is an extreme example. Sure. But that's exactly what you're saying. We learn those patterns so many times we don't see the other side. You don't know what you don't know. So if you haven't learned it as a child from being modeled from your parents, if you never had any money and you were always broke and you never knew where you were going to live and you didn't know if you were going to a shelter, you're going to probably have financial problems. Because you don't know, again, what you don't know. You know it's wrong. Wrong is the wrong term to use. But you know that you don't want to have to go through this as an adult. But you don't have any other skill set. Right, exactly. You don't have any tools in your tool chest to not do it any different. And that's where the patterns emerge. Right, And and it continues and it continues. And then I think we get into denial. You know, I can tell you my patterns. I know that that's... Uh, When I really want to be honest and self-reflect, I get in denial of, well, this isn't going to happen again. I'm not going to let this happen again. I'm going to do this different. And in times that I've actually went to therapy and had somebody sit down with me and help me get the tools with which to do something different, I can say that I have broken some of those habits. And now I, I don't do quite so many of those things that I did in my 20s and my 30s. I'm not doing in my 50s, but I'm still doing plenty of those things in my 50s that are not healthy and are not good for me. So do you think that patterns, not changing them, come from fear? Like that fear of change or the fear of the unknown? Do you think that it's it's because we don't know what to transform, so therefore we just kind of get stuck from fear? I think so, don't you? I, I, I do. Think so. I, 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 think that, I think everybody lives in that place that we don't... The devil you know is better than the one you don't. And so we continue to do things that keep us stuck, even though we don't want to be stuck anymore. Again, depending upon which part of your life you're talking about, you know, that's tough. Your patterns are your patterns, and we all have them. But I agree. I think a lot of it comes out of fear and just simply not knowing. If you don't know how to do multiplication tables, it doesn't matter what you do, you're not going to know how to do it. Now, you can get a workaround and you can get a calculator on your phone and you can just do it manually. Mm -hmm. And that's great. And those are workarounds that we can do in our own life that we don't necessarily have to completely eliminate something, right? You don't need to go back and get a PhD in mathematics because at 25, you didn't know how to do multiplication. Look at um, Othello Bach, right? She didn't know how to read till the eighth grade and she wrote a New York bestseller at 24, Yes, you can make changes and you can do things differently, but you have to identify what those things are. And we do not self-reflect on those things enough, I don't think, unless it's really terrible. And then we just get through it. And getting through it is not identifying the pattern and is not helping and fixing the problem. Another thing that you said is like when we get stuck in that holding pattern, if you will, is that the time that we need to kind of start reflecting on and breaking down what got us there? Is that the kind of thing that we need to say, hey, I need to start really analyzing? Because we all do that. We all get stuck at something. Exactly. And so is that the time that we need to be cognitive? Well, I think it's a painful time. And when you're in a painful situation, whether it's because of a relationship or because of a job or because of a bill that you can't pay or a toy that you can't get your kid for Christmas or whatever, I think that's painful. And that pain then should hate to kind of use that word, but it it kind of should in the present identify that there's a problem here or there's a pattern here. There's something going on here. And and I I speak for only me when I say you just get through it 
and then it's not quite as painful anymore. Time heals some of those wounds, and then you move on. And then, you know, a month or a year or 10 years down the road, boom, it's a painful experience again because you haven't done the work you needed to do in fixing that pattern that didn't work for you to begin with. Well, and I got to tell you, in the research that we have found about the patterns, it's exactly that. It You will avoid the pain emotionally, physically, whatever the case may be, but you will avoid the pain at all costs. So that's when your patterns actually start to kick in the most. So when you're stuck and you, you're, I can't get my kids Christmas and I can't do this, I can't pay my rent, is when your patterns will actually turn on autopilot, if you will, because you don't want to feel that pain. So your patterns will immediately kick in because your mind knows exactly what to do because this is what you've done so many times to not feel that pain. Exactly. So, And that's in personal relationships. In business, it's exactly the same. And they even bring consultants in. But what people tend to do and businesses tend to do, when they're in real trouble, right, when they're, they know they're going downhill, they continue to do what got them up the hill. So let's use the illustration of on a bicycle, right? You're struggling up the hill on your bike. You get to the top, and then you're going to barrel down the hill. Well, if what is taking you so fast is the pedaling, right? Pedal, 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 pedal. You're going faster, 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 faster down the hill, right into that concrete wall. If you're doing the same thing that got you up the hill that's not working anymore, you're going to hit that concrete wall a whole lot harder. We don't tend to say, okay... Just because I got to the top doesn't mean that I need to work it around. Now, a lot of businesses spend millions and millions of dollars on establishing patterns. What are the patterns within my organization? Because they get that if we can establish the patterns, the good ones, then we can maximize on our strengths, or we can find the bad ones and we can eliminate our weaknesses. Right. And those are things that we can create opportunities or we can really shoot ourselves in the foot if we don't. So businesses get it and we get it at work, right? We we get it at work because it's very illuminative. It's very quick, right? You have a project, it's due, it's good, it's done, it's not, whatever, it's you move on to the next thing. Our personal lives are not like that. Right? We some of these things just fester for a really long time. And we can't really necessarily do that at work. And work, we can actually find patterns and see patterns a lot easier. And again, they spend a fortune on finding patterns that are working and, again, maximizing that, finding patterns that aren't and eliminating that, but we don't do that in our personal life. Well, no, and that's the part I find fascinating is if a company will spend millions of dollars to find out what your patterns are as a consumer, right? then why don't you do that in your own personal life? Because they're selling to people that have patterns. It's a symbiotic relationship all the way around. So, Spend a little bit of time recognizing your patterns so then that way you can kind of shift them 10% at a time if that's what you need to do. But that's what our brains do, right? They always go back to the norm, the norm, the thing that made you feel okay. It doesn't need to make you feel happy. Right. It just doesn't need to make you feel pain. Right. That's what we're saying here is it's like that's the time you need to start recognizing it is when you are in that pain, that self and go, okay, let's stop here. Because immediately your brain's going to turn on. It's like, nope, nope, nope. This is what we need to do. We need to go back to a pattern that We need to keep pedaling. Yeah, we need, we to, need keep, to keep, keep pedaling. Exactly. And we need to pedal harder and harder and harder because I feel worse and worse and worse. I see it coming and I just keep pedaling. Exactly. 
but they are. They're recognizable. They're safe places. Even though they're not, they end, you know, when we're, talk, we're talking about good ones, mm-hmm. um, that's great because they're just going to bring us more and more of what we do want and makes us happy. But when they're bad ones, we're so resistant to changing it because, as you said, I mean, the, the brain is wired that way. Yes, You it have is. to override your brain. We talked about habits, and it takes 66 days to break a habit. You have to override what you do and how you do it to break that habit. And if it's worth it, if the carrot at the end is worth it, you're going to do that. If the, you don't think that, you know, we talk about the expectancy theory, did a whole show on that, that if you don't believe that you can actually do it or that carrot at the end is not worth it, you're not going to be motivated to do it. And so many of us in the areas that were not smart, if you will, IQ from going back to a few minutes ago, we feel unworthy. We feel like we're not enough. Our brain is programmed to do what we've seen, what we know. We continue those patterns mm-hmm. because either we don't know how, or even if we do know how, it's too painful. It's too hard to change what we're doing to take us in a different direction, even though that's the best thing for us. Those are just really tough places to be and we all get there and the question is can you just keep moving through the darkness or do you get stuck there mm-hmm. we all get stuck there sometimes that's part of this living school this living process that we go through because it is a process but the process is change our body is not the same as it was 30 minutes ago so to think that our life is going to be the same and our relationships are going to be the same are, is, is not really practical but we but our brain is a machine it's not emotionally feeling and yeah, it, it continually wants to continue the patterns as they have been done. Right. And this is one of the things I find interesting is that scientists spend hours, hours and hours and hours trying to build algorithms to make decisions as fast as our brain does. You know, it takes milliseconds for us to size things up. And this is one of the things that most people don't recognize when it comes to the patterns, is that your brain is already processing information faster than you can consciously think of it. So when you think about that guy that you just met, or that lady that you uh, just came across, you find this connection, this you know, attraction, if you will, your brain has already processed millions and millions and millions of t- data. They fit a pattern. They fit, oh, the, they have this ter- certain personality type. They have this certain thing that I really like. Because your brain's already processed that for you. You don't even realize it yet. Exactly. It's not conscious. It's not conscious. And it, because it can't be. Right. You, you, your, yeah. your mind would explode. So <laughs> when, we, when you're looking at that, that is a pattern. Now, if it's a bad pattern, you want to be able to recognize that very fast. But that's, I don't know if it's even possible to recognize it instantaneously. Well, the body should tell us what is good or bad or whatever, right? I mean, the body has a way of, we get the knot in our stomach or, you know, people say, well, you knew better. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe, you know, the brain didn't necessarily know better, but you probably had a sense or, you know, or we get stuck in, you know, the law of attraction, right? I mean... He's just going to leave me. So you create scenarios for years until that finally happens. Or I'm going to lose my job. So you continue to late on, a, on presenting things uh, until that that happens. And we, cr- you know, because what you focus on increases. So we create these scenarios in our life that we don't want because we focus so much on them that that's where we put our attention mm-hmm. and our focus. And then we create patterns or we, we keep establishing these patterns 
to get to right where our mind, we're telling it to go, that we say is not where we want to go, but that's right where we're going. And so we would just want to make it clear, folks, that when you're out there and you're thinking about this, always question it. If you're bad with money and you keep saying you're bad with money, start questioning why you're bad with money. Right. Don't Do wait. the five whys. That's a good one. Do the five whys. Right. And and I guess that's the other thing that I think most people need to do. You cannot be in a reactive state to want to change. Because right. what happens is, again, like we said, that's when your patterns will kick in because it wants to avoid pain, not get to happiness. Right. So, and patterns dictate decisions and choices that we make. We establish exactly. that. So if you don't go through the eight steps of the decision-making process and you're just reactionary to everything, then you're going to continue that pattern. And then you're never like the individual that I explained that had that epiphany, that moment of I've never done this. We all have that moment of that part of our life that we don't do that. Yeah. You need to ask those questions to do it different. But you need to ask those questions when you're not in the state of making that decision. Because when you're in the reactive state of making a decision, you are in the reactive state of making a pattern choice. Exactly. Very well said. Exactly. (laughs) Well, I have my... moments (laughs) moments <laughs> but um exactly. but i think that that's what most people need to recognize is start doing the what ifs the whys the eight decision making processes when you go man, why do i always pick the wrong guy or man why am i so bad with money right. that's right. when I you make, start i make plenty of money and i never have any exactly yeah. but you don't want to make that decision when you're trying to buy a pair of shoes or you want to get that new car because right. exactly. now you're just in that pattern state right you know same as relationships you can look at those things when you're really really happy and that's great of what things in that person make you happy and you can do that when you're really really unhappy of, mm-hmm. you know but it probably is good in just those those normal everyday times to look and say okay how do i keep this going and what patterns do i see that are becoming a problem or that are a problem or what have you and again and this can be in any area of our life because we have patterns in everything. And again, since they're established in childhood, we're really not conscious of them. Well, and we couldn't be. I mean, that's one thing we need to recognize right off the point is we can't be. We model behavior that we have seen in other people. Right. Because our brains cannot process consciously all the millions of bits of data or information that's coming into it. Exactly. So just be present, work through the discomfort, and embrace it. Yeah. Then, and get help if you need to. Absolutely. And if you're 52 years old like I am and having a lot of problems with certain <laughs> areas, you probably need uh, you probably need some help with with some areas because you know I'm probably not been too good at it so far. So <laughs> and no, especially financially, there's so many areas out there you can get help. Um, oh, there your bank endless. will help you. Right. I mean, exactly. there's so many areas depending upon what we're talking about, what your thing is. Just, you know, people are willing to help you. And if you can then just start identifying, don't, you know, don't try to eat the elephant all at the same time. Do it, do it one little piece at a time. And I think the first step is saying, okay, I have a pattern. Why does this keep happening? And then start going back to five whys. Why can't I pay that bill? Well, because I don't have enough money. Why don't you have enough money? And you can, you can look at your bank account. You can look at your calendar of events and you can see where you put your time and talent and your treasure we can you can see where it is that you have patterns it really is pretty simple but as we've said before it's not easy never is
So we're about out of time for this show, and we have some great news. Starting January 1st, 2022, you can find our show at livingonpurposepodcast.com or any of the podcast platform like Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, Stitcher. Just search Living On Purpose Podcast and subscribe to the podcast or look us up on Facebook and give us a like and let us know what you want to add to this new show. That's right. So live every day of your life. On purpose. On purpose.